Welcome to A Thousand and One Good Nights, a podcast about the stories behind bedtime stories. Follow along with two new dads, one a psychologist and one a book editor, as they explore the nighttime ritual of their foreseeable future. Hey, Ben. Hey, Nick. How's it going? Pretty good. Beep, beep. <laughs> beep, beep, went blue. <laughs> Today, we are going to talk about Little Blue Truck. Um, this has been a favorite in our household, and I'm pretty sure it has been in your guys's too. Um, so why don't you lead things off? Tell us a little bit about Little Blue Truck. Yeah, well, I mean, now I'm going from memory here because we have read this book to pieces. So um, <laughs> there are there are little blue truck boards uh, just scattered about the house, like in uh, magazine racks and things like that. But it, it, it's no longer together. So, but but in, for, for a long time, even those fragments were like prized, like prized opportunities for, for story. So, um, and this is one of the one of the ones that Jack loved in the beginning. I think we both loved. Uh, we would read it as a family. Chelsea and I would split it up, and so she would do like the, the narration, and then I would do like the oinks and the honks and the various animal sounds, um, which are in like a, a different color. So I'm, I'm fairly confident that my memory of the little bird truck is, is like, that I, that I don't need to rec- uh, have recourse to the source material. But if I start talking, <laughs> like, I don't remember that being. <laughs> I got it right in front of me. I'll pull you back. <laughs> <laughs> so since, so since you've got it right in front of you, maybe you, you want to just give kind of a quick breakdown of, <laughs> of the plot such as it yeah, is. Yeah. So there's, the, um, this uh, little blue truck, kind of an old timey little blue truck, um, and he's kind of driving around the road, and he's got all these animal friends um, who say hi to him as he drives down the road: the sheep and the cow and the frog um, and the horse. And then the story kind of takes a turn when, out of nowhere, honk! This really big yellow kind of dump truck looking thing goes speeding by the little blue truck and almost kind of knocks him off the road. Um, and he said, the truck says, I haven't got time to pass the day with every duck along the way. And he, you know, he almost runs over the duck. And, right. and then the next scene is the, this big kind of um, dump truck has gotten stuck in the mud yeah. uh, and he's stuck and it's sad and he honks and nobody helps him. Um, honk cried the dump and he sounded scared, but nobody heard or nobody cared. So he's been mean to all these animals and, um, up and you know, right. karma, you know, <laughs> but then the little blue trunk, uh, the little blue truck comes up behind him and decides to give him a push and he tries and he tries, but he can't quite do it. And then all the little blue trucks, animal friends, uh, come along and help the little blue truck push. And still that, you know, the, the horse is there and the cow is there and the pig is there and the sheep is there and they can't quite get it until the frog shows up. <laughs> the toad, the toad. Uh, yeah, and he, uh, you know, really puts it over the edge, and they they get the the uh, dump truck and the little blue truck out of the mud, and the dump truck learns the valuable lesson that now I see a lot depends on a helping hand from a few good friends. Um, so that's the uh, the basic gist of the of the story. Um, yeah, but like you said, it. it it's it's a lot of uh, a lot of the fun is in the um, all the animal sounds right. right as it goes along. Yeah, I mean it's it's not too hard to, to look to find the moral of the story, and I feel like it's not a or like why it's appealing to kids either. I mean, there's all the animal noises. It's not only is it about like it's it's kind of a common theme with a lot of these books is 
doesn't matter how small you are, you can still make a difference. <laughs> right. So the, 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 right. the person, the, the, the person who tips everything over the edge is, is the toad. Um, it's like maybe the, the kids identify with blue, but also with this, like these like small creatures that are scorned. And I, I imagine like that, I mean, I, I've definitely been, uh, the parent that says, you know, I've, I've got important things to do. I don't have time for you. So I, I could see like how kids hear that now there's a, there's a, obviously a line between saying that and then almost running the duck over, like <laughs> endangering the duck's life. And just like, I've really got to get this uh, email off and like, no, I'm, I'm going to like run you down. But, um, but, but nonetheless, like it's easy to see like why the, like why the, the kids could put themselves in the, the paws or the wheels or whatever of, of the, of the animals and, and, and little blue and you know, kind of a cheery message. It's, it's a very cheerful book. Um, like the, the color, the color scheme and, yeah, and it's I. We need to talk about um, why uh, cars and automobiles are so easily anthropomorphized. Like you just stick a couple eyes on the front of a car, and it yeah. instant like it looks like a person somehow. What what's the deal with that? Like how come how come that works so well with automobiles? I don't know. I wonder that all the time. I do not have an answer for you. And I and and uh, Jack even asked me like, why is it so easy for cars to look like people? I mean, so his yeah. and we talked about we've talked about this before. Like his favorite movie is cars and cars mm-hmm. three and then after that like cars and cars that that's right now we reached a point where it's it's just and it's, it's, we've been in a holding pattern a car's holding pattern for just months we've got a radiator <laughs> springs mat like everything is about cars every night he brings a certain number of cars to bed and i t- i tell him like stories about the cars and so why it is that that cars i don't know seem so accessible and in the move the, the cars movies they like they don't even put the eyes in the and the headlights they've got, like they put them in the windshield, but, but nonetheless, it, it, it just seems very easy for kids to, or at least, at least my, my kids to really find, I don't know, uh, like cars and trucks, like more engaging than just, if you know, like just adult humans or, 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 or something like that. Or, I mean, animals, animals are obviously very popular too. So there's, you know, and th- this has both, this has both, friendly animals and friendly vehicles. So it's, it's really just firing on all cylinders. But uh, I mean, do you have any, do you have any guesses or surmises why it is that, that. I, I don't know. I, I mean, part of it, I, I, I kind of wonder if part of it is that they're, they're further away from human beings. So it, it makes it, maybe it makes it, they're further away. Like they don't, they don't necessarily look like them, but there's something that's, that's really common and accessible in most kids life right like there's cars all over the place they're constantly That's seeing right. cars spend a lot of time in cars looking at other cars um they're on movies on shows all that kind of yeah, stuff yeah and then they're um, like they're about in the street and then even if when you maybe if when you see animals maybe it's like a squirrel darting from like tree branch to tree branch not just like sitting there like you know it's it's, it's you know you in the morning you can look at your window and see cars going by we, i mean maybe if you live like in the i don't know the, the wilds of new mexico or something like you, you see more <laughs> wildlife but definitely here in the suburbs you know like the main like if you know the the main things in motion are cars so yeah maybe it's a familiarity i don't know well that's got to be why that this book uh, is so popular right is it it combines the the two best uh the uh, animals and cars and trucks right which are the the two things that kids seem to relate to the most i mean it's more than i mean so it's it's just one of those things that and I, I feel like I have more respect for this now that I've just seen so many other children's books. There's a lot of other uh, children's books that are about cars 
and trucks and animals and like the noises they make and my kids like a lot of those too but this one had like whatever the like whether it's the the rhythm of it or just like how long the story is or that it's also like a really ex- accessible plot too it's just it's just i feel like it's pretty expertly done like it managed to hit all the right notes like in brief succession without you know without overstands but it just it just really gets the job done yeah part of it is there's a few parts in this um so v- visually it's very dynamic i think uh, not just the colors like it's very it's, it's the style is really nice um but it's we've talked about this i think before but it's very cinematic like it, yeah. it's got this kind of modern thing where it it there are lots of different angles and the types of like shots so to speak change up so you might have this one like kind of wide angle with sort of you see the whole like road looping around yeah. and the truck is just part of it and then all of a sudden it's like boom the big yellow like dump truck is like right in your face you know and so it's very it's very dynamic which i think helps kind of it, it's think, one of those books that just like carries you along because yeah, there's so much dynamism in it there's sometimes uh some books i feel like it's like the, maybe the main character kind of looks the same but each new page is kind of its own like not thematically different, but you can you can tell it's the same illustrator. But there's some key differences. With this, almost feels like it is cinematic, and that it's like this like tracking shot. You know, like it's all it's. I think we've talked about this before. Too, it's exceedingly autumnal, like right, <laughs> right. and it really feels like you, you you really feel like you're kind of in the landscape there with them. And then that the the rhythm of it is I don't know how to describe it, but it's it's got it's got a real drive to it. It feels like did you when are you familiar with the kind of like is it summer camp where it's like down by the banks, the hanky panky and there's some like slap yeah. game where you're all like, I don't know. I, I was always terrible at those games. Chelsea was always amazing at them. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, we might not have been friends as kids. You know, it's just, <laughs> so good at those. Um, there's like little slap games where it's like, it's, it is like, it is this kind of verbal thing, but it's, there's also a kind of a physical dynamism to it. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's, yeah. it's got that same kind of drive uh, to, to, to this story too. Well, and even if you're not like clapping hands and stuff, it's got the, it works in the animal sounds, which I think sort right. of um, adds that other layer to the, um, to the sound and the rhythm, right? It's not just the, yeah, but, I mean, the, it, it, but the, it's that kind of call and response, like, you know, quack says the duck, beep says blue. You know, it's it's one of those like kind of back and forth, and you can, like, yeah. Wait, so you you said you and you and Chelsea like trade off doing? Yeah, it? So Tell I, me about this. So it would be like, um, I and it makes it easy because most of the 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 noises or the uh, are in kind of a different or, or colored. So it's it's uh, I would be, I would say, beep, and then Chelsea would say said the truck. Or, you know, kind of like that. Then we go back and forth and then then we switch it up. And then I think early on, maybe that's what attracted Jack to because we had such a fun time doing it. And also we knew it well enough that um, sometimes like if if he wasn't, there was an element of wrestling to the bedtime story. So we were Mm -hmm. shifting around and moving and doing things and trying to like wrestle him into maybe pajamas or, or something like that. And so it helped that, you know, uh, we were so familiar with the book that we knew all the different noises. So we didn't have, I didn't have to be looking at the page to, to do my part for the, for the call and response. Right. So that was, and I think that he could tell that we were just having a really good time, uh, like kind of performing the book. 
That's really cool. I, we we got to do that. I remember you mentioning that a, a while ago. Like, I feel like that's something we need to explore more with. Um, I'm sure there's all sorts of ways to do that with different types of books, but to to make it a little bit more um, uh, dramatic's not the right word, but sort of um, yeah, kind of get it. Like some some newer books now um, do it, like kind of force you to do it, like uh, yeah. the book with no pictures, right? We, yeah. <laughs> it sort of like commands that the, the reader kind of be more performative. Um, but that that would be a that's one of my goals. I think is to start thinking about books that don't do that explicitly, but thinking through how could we do that? How could we be more kind of performative and engaged? Um, okay, have you ever our... have you ever regretted like uh, setting yourself up like that was too good a performance, and then the next time you have to like you feel like you have to maintain yes. that standard of performance? Like oh, I don't know why I even started, and it's like, and then you try and get away with it one time, just kind of brisk business like reading of a book, and then it's like. No, that's not how it goes. <laughs> Remember, like it has to be like accents this. having to do accents. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just <laughs> like one day you're one day you're kind of a voice that I try and do for mice and <laughs> yeah. One day you're kind of a zany mood, and then the rest of the, you know, the rest of that week is just like well, now like when you we don't have the same level of energy. It's <laughs> and that's just excruciating. Just being like beaten down after the day and having to try and force zaniness. Like, <laughs> ugh. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah. Okay. So another thing that's, well, so we talked about the, the, the visual style. It's very, um, yeah, it's autumnal, right? It's very clear that this is, it's fall. Um, and so the colors are very harvesty, you know, you, like you feel like on, on just, you know, a few inches on the other side of the page, there's a harvest festival going right. on somewhere in, in all these pages. Um, but the thing that, the thing that strikes me, and I'm starting to realize this more and more, that the more books we read and then the more we talk about them in these podcasts, is that there's, there seems to be kind of a dividing line with with children's books where um, some books just seem like they've been given a lot more care and attention in the way they were put together. And some books don't really have much of this. And and this is one of those ones where you, you just really feel like the the author, the illustrator, the the editors, the publishers, like everyone probably just came, really came together. And yeah. this was really a book people cared a lot about. Like that, that it's hard to describe exactly what sets, like what goes into that, but it, it's more and more obvious to me when a book has that and when it doesn't. And I'm going to, I'd be, it'd be fascinating to know some of the more behind the scenes stuff. So one thing that's interesting about children's books is, is that a lot of times there's an author and an illustrator. And so how that partnership, there's, there's more of even the kind of the creative germination point, like there, there's that kind of uh, partnership where it's not just a, a single person's vision. But then, I mean, obviously if, if you talk to some of these people like Dr. Seuss spent so much time kind of honing down the, the words and figuring out and working with his editor and like calls back and forth to eliminate excess stuff and like really whittle things down. But it'd be interesting to know how much of these that we, uh, like that we, that we really like. If how, how much care, like what what sort of things were rejected and and cut yeah. away before, before we got the finished project, or if some, how, of them, it, some of them are just spring forth. Like when I mean, there's that famous scene where Paul McCartney's like, "Yeah, I just wrote yesterday. Like it just kind of came to me. And I just did it." And some <laughs> some like creative works are like that. We're just it's simple and it just seems like to effortlessly happen, but. So many children's books, even if they're light and whimsical and they seem really simple, I think are there's there there's, there's so again. much deliberation to them. And it'd be as someone yeah. who works in book publishing, it'd be interesting to know how much how much of that is also you know a, a design team and 
how often they're like, oh, this is great, but we decided to, to, you know, do the book at these specs. So there actually was a harvest festival that just cut out, <laughs> got cut out. You know? <laughs> yeah, I wonder if you could predict it better than chance whether a book was kind of the Paul McCartney, like one person's vision and and they just kind of got everybody else on board right. with it or whether it was kind of a collaborative like team effort. Um, yeah, like maybe even excruciating, <laughs> you know, like, maybe right. exciting, but you know, like t- tough choices. And, you know, originally there were, there were, and there, there was a dump truck and then there was a, there was a, a third vehicle and then that vehicle didn't make it, even though that vehicle <laughs> was secretly the author's favorite vehicle like, in the story, but. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, that would be cool. I, it, it would be, neat to be able to get um you know like an, an author and an illustrator on board and and be able to hear how they go through that process of, right. of kind of blending their visions for it um when it's not the same anyway yeah it's but this is just one of those books that that feels uh, sort of well considered all the way around right. you know, it's just really well well-rounded um um thoughtful Thoughtful's not the right word. No, I think the yeah. th- thoughtful. Is, I mean, I don't know if it's the, the I don't know if it's the best word, but it, but, it, but it's certainly true that this is. I mean, it, it just definitely just seems like well considered and, and deliberate. And I think you know she she had been doing books like this for decades, but you know this was this is decades into her Alice Shirtle's, uh book writing career. Uh, interesting. So she's uh, at the top of her game. Well, yeah, I mean, she just like, she's she's a pro. So, but then this, this one was obviously very successful because it launched, there's a, there's, uh, you know, speaking of seasons, I think there's like a little blue truck in spring, little blue truck, like a Halloween version. There's a whole, there's a whole franchise now. So, um, right. and, and, and that's an interesting thing too, you know, that why when someone's like, oh yeah, I could, this, this little character, you know, it's, it's not just, you know, there's a thousand trucks out there, but for some reason there's a glint in his eye that really caught people and so this is the one that we you know that, that they can be a tent pole hey everyone we hope you enjoyed this episode of a thousand and one good nights if you want to learn more about this book and other bedtime stories check out our website at 1001goodnights.com that's 1001goodnights.com Be sure to sign up for our monthly email newsletter to get updates about upcoming seasons and other new content. Finally, please help us out by rating the show on iTunes. This helps spread the word about the show and get it in front of new listeners each week.